Hello, my gorgeous friends. So this episode has been on my heart for a while, but obviously when we're going through sticky pickles, it's hard to figure out the words to say it. So in this episode, I discuss my recent breakup with my partner and what I'm learning and the lessons and tools that you can utilize and the honesty of how it feels to go through something consciously, right? And to be so present in those emotions and yeah, I mean, just kind of sharing my heart with you, giving you the background of what happened um, and navigating the quote unquote not being chosen feeling. So if you know anyone that's going through a breakup, whether it's a romantic or like personal or friendship or financial or business or family, like breakups come in so many different ways. If you know someone that is going through one, share this with them. I always love to see y'all invite those conversations and other platforms and share it. I love to see the little shares on Instagram, all the beautiful things. Um, I talk about a few things in this, so one of them being sacred singlehood, which is literally the foundations of how this healing process is taking hold. So this is our three-week immersion. You do not have to be single, but it's to navigate the in-between moments to really reclaim who you are and your nervous system regulation and coming into these practices and the reviews of the women in there. Oh my God, I got the emails today of just like them feeling so alive and them, you know, at first having all this resistance and now they're able to untangle and unshackle their hearts so that they can overcome these obstacles that they've been trapped inside of for so long. And, you know, they're married. You know, you don't have to be single to go through it. It's just so we stop getting stuck inside of these toxic patternings and reparent ourselves, reprogram ourselves. So that's available. Um, I discuss three open spots for one-to-one coaching. So I haven't opened up one-to-one in quite some time, but feeling the pull to add this back in for six-month container for anyone that is looking to turn their grief into gold. So going through this whole understanding our nervous system and then creating a rocking business out of it, you know, creating some type of impact, creating some type of pull, you know, oftentimes when we're going through the hard stuff, we want to then alchemize it, turn it into something passionate, turn it into something that can help other people because we feel so good. And I know when I was in my business journey at the beginning stages, I had all this like strategy stuff But I didn't have this, like, how do I create a heart-centered business that feels like mine, that feels unique, that ways that feels that I can show up and build this thing with impact and influence. So I have three spots available for that. That includes all programs for those six months, which we have so many beautiful ones coming up, Um, full Voxer support. So on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you get Foxer support, which is a walkie-talkie audible app. You get bi-weekly calls with me. You get a nice little welcome get some surprise bonuses, things like that. So if you're a woman that's looking to collapse time in her healing and her impact, this is for you. High-level mentorship has changed my life. It continues to change my life. And I get it. It's scary when we first make those initial bigger investments, but I am who I am because I did those things. So I highly recommend it. Um, And of course, we can book in a call to see if it's a good fit. But without further ado, I'm going to jump into this. I'm going to share my heart with you. I'm going to be real and honest with you about how this navigation has been going, my little tantrums into my little, you know, portals of activation seem to be like the word I was using a lot in this episode. So (laughs) enjoy, my friends, and I will see you on the other side. You are listening to the Healing to Happy podcast, a podcast where we have hard conversations that slay shame. It's about leaning into the vulnerability and reclaiming your bravery. I am Laura Patricia Martin, a trauma specialist who created this podcast to help women like you collapse the walls built up around their hearts due to the shame and trauma and life experiences, to have conversations we may be struggling to have with those around us so that we can break down the walls that are holding us back from living this bold, juicy, brave life. Here, myself, my guests, and my friends share their journeys of rebirth to help us get out of our own way, build authentic relationships and heart-centered businesses and dance proudly into our fullest expression. 
I believe that when we bring light to a shadow, find richness within the in-between period with women who understand us, co-regulation occurs. Safety is imprinted and we begin to set the tone for limitless potentiality. I am so honored to be here with you. So let's begin. Hi friends. So we have landed here in the breakup episode, a solo breakdown of walking through this current journey of uncoupling that I am navigating and pivoting my business of using this portal of activation. And so if you're someone that has been going through a breakup, whether it is with a family member, whether it's with a romantic partner or friendships or business or limiting beliefs or ourselves, you know, breakups are one of those things that we can all understand right? Like that's the one thing each one of us has gone through in some type of way, in some type of experience, in some type of magnitude, right? And so my intention for today is that you walk away with some practical tools, some insights, some maybe aha moments to really break this down. Um, If you're new, um, recently me and my partner have broken up And that has been this portal of activation, portal of just this invitation for a life that I had been scared to step into um, and was feeling like complacent and not feeling like I was, I was, you know, I was fine. I was fine. I was okay. Um, I was comfortable. But there was still this scratch inside my soul that really wanted to come alive. And we're going to talk about that. And this is what activated that, you know, and I'm not saying we need a breakup too feel these things (laughs) but it's just the process of not listening to our soul and then things happen and how to navigate them without it triggering trauma responses and activating things of the past and really inviting us to the table of conversations we should be constantly having with ourselves and sometimes we don't start having them until we're at these moments of reflection and space and this is why I love podcasts because we're able to do that so a little backstory on me, right? Like I have a, had a language history of dating emotionally unavailable men, um, violent men, abusive men, toxic men, cheating men. Like there was just this thing that was going on in my life. And, you know, there was this big, big one that changed everything in my life. When I moved to Thailand after my mom passed away, And there was this guy that I met and trauma bonding occurred and, you know, domestic violence, drugs, addiction, this whole thing went on for about two, two and a half years until I finally got the help to walk out of that relationship and walk into this relationship with myself, which has been this portal of, you know, for my ladies that are in our program, Sacred Singlehood, this is the foundation that created that. And after leaving that relationship, I ended up dating one of my friends and he's such a good guy he's such a good guy and he just wanted to love me and after something like that if you don't do the work it's hard to feel lovable and there was this moment when he told me that he loved me and I looked at him and I said why did you do that which is the opposite of what you want to hear when someone tells you something so divine to the soul And this whole thing went back and forth and I was a dick and, you know, the closing of that relationship just realized how much responsibility I need to start taking for my life and the way that I treat people and the way that, you know, like we want to be loved, but we don't want to give love. That kind of moment, I was like, wait, like I, I want to learn how to receive love and deep healing and to know that I'm enough and to not feel like I need to compete and, you know, to be safe. So I spent two years being single and walking this path and building my career and, you know, really focusing on me, getting to be selfish. And it felt so good. I created new sisterhoods. Like I was always that girl that was like, oh, I never fit in with anyone. I never fit in. Um, Like only guys, things like that. And I really claimed this feminine healing sisterhood. They taught me how to love myself. They taught me how to be loved in every facet of my being. And, you know, this is why friendships and community are so important because to learn how to 
self-regulate we have to be in co-regulation and as god universe source would put it in it i just found a really good group of friends at one of my lowest points of my life and they helped me go through this and you know i really kind of set in stone just this resiliency within myself of teaching myself i'm lovable i got super like i did alanon i did you know different self-help stuff i did reiki i did core cutting i did a lot of time alone i did solo travel you know the whole thing trying to find the space of my life and i got to a really comfortable space but there came this point and um i think it was 2020 2019 it was right when COVID hit so 2020 um and this guy kept coming into my medita- meditations and I kept getting this pull towards Texas and I kept getting all these kind of things of like when I was living in Thailand, right? Like none of it made sense. And I'm like, what the heck? And it's this guy with this anchor tattoo and he keeps coming in and it feels like my home and it's all these things. And it finally got to be too much. So I was sitting there and I was like, what is, because it's a very successful career I had in Thailand and I built up this stuff. And I was like, what is it all worth if I'm not sharing it with someone? And sometimes people are okay with that. But for me, like, I really desire someone to go on this journey with, to create this orgasmic life, to, like, dance and prance and do all the things. And, you know, that's that's where I was at. So I'm a very, you know, make a decision and go kind of person. And three weeks later, I bought a ticket um, back to America. And I was living at my parents for a little bit to get calibrated and... Like, even so much, like, I told everyone when I was leaving Thailand, I was like, I'm going to find my husband. I'm going to find my husband. I feel safe enough to, like, extend this, this whole expectation that I was living in, right? So much so that my, like, going away party was a pop-up, like, bachelorette party that my friends threw me. (laughs) Um, So cute. But then I get home, and three weeks later, I go on a date with this guy. And he has that anchor tattoo, and he feels like home. And it just made sense. And he gets transferred to Texas and he's like, do you want to come with? And I'm like, I mean, I moved to Chase My Heart. Why not? I've been been in this weird pull towards Texas. I don't know why. Like all these signals, right? And I felt safe in it for a long time just because my brain had been this way. It was nice to be in partnership. And really like my whole narrative of myself, right, was like, I'm used to these cheating men, these toxic men, these like just really things that didn't feel safe. Like my nervous system didn't know what safe love felt like so much so that literally to teach myself, I would watch movies (laughs) for an example of it. Um, And then I got so good being alone. And so the beginning of our relationship, it was really hard. It was hard for me to get out of my solitude, to believe I was lovable to believe that he was real to believe that this whole thing even though I had spent so much time building it up like when it's in your face I was like oh my god and so it was hard in the beginning right like after oxytocin wears off and like that three months little hit happens and we start to get into the real juiciness of what have you it it was hard my way of being my very selfish way of being was thrown in my face and you know, it was such a portal. It was so beautiful to have this mirrored back. And that's the beauty of relationships, right? Like we get to experience ourselves with another and to see our habits and our beliefs and things challenged and to share that with someone else and to have a safe space to have that reflected back. But it was hard on our relationship, right? And so we even like try to break up in the beginning of it. Um, And that kind of set the tone for our relationship where it was, I already believed I was unlovable. I already believed, like I grew up in a house like where my dad has told me several times I'm hard to love. Um, And I love him and I know he listens to this. So hi dad, I love you. But that is hard to hear from, you know, as a, as a girl who was trying to win their father's love at all times, like that's, that's a hard one. So when this kind of stuff comes in, it's just this, okay, like this makes sense. Let's buckle down. Let's, let's start to, I don't know, be quieter, you know, be safer, be, be in these elements so that we don't rock the boat too much. And we start to learn about people and different kind of things. And I didn't even realize that was happening, but that already set this core belief that in me of he's not going to put two feet in. Right. And yet we stayed, 
you know, and we, we both fought for this so much, not even fought, like, we did work for ourselves, we did the therapy stuff, we, we walked this whole thing, and, like, when I tell you this is hands down my favorite relationship thus far, I mean it, like, although there, there, there were these parts, right, that changing and adapting and growing and moving and shaking, like, it was the safest space to do that in, to have someone to land with, to someone reflect things back to you in a safe way of feeling, this is where I'm not feeling safe, this is where I'm not feeling seen, hey, can we do this, can we do that? In relationships, at the end of the day, they do take compromise and adjustments and things of that nature, but he could never give me all of him, right? Like, I do this work all the time, and this is, this is my job, <laughs> to do the work, and I live in a world of it's a mountain without a peak and I'm always climbing and there's these things to unfold and sometimes I feel like that can be a lot for people, right? Like it's just this evolution and growth all the time and, you know, he's always had these poles, which we chalked it up to and like in therapy and things like that of like his attached avoidance style. And guys, I got his permission to talk openly about all of this stuff, so... <laughs> I mean, he'll probably even listen to it, let's be honest. Um, so don't worry about that. He said I can share what ha whatever I desire. Um, but he's always been attached to avoidant. And, and, you know, for me, being in this line of work, I understood that. So when he would pull away, I never took it personally. And that was those years of sacred singlehood be because I know love is just an extension of me. It doesn't matter what someone is doing in their reaction to things and how they react to certain elements like their anger their what have you yes there's certain things of course that we have to take responsibility for but when it comes to their journey within love and being able to love you that's only a reflection of where they're at that's not a reflection of how lovable you are or if you need to be doing these certain things or you know all this kind of stuff and although like I say that like I realize reflecting now in hindsight like I lost that wild version of myself that I like think of me on the islands and this like fun thing and this like thing and of course like I think that's also just being back in the states like I lost that part of myself which is now coming back alive but there's all these little pieces that now you can sit down and be like huh what was going on here that I wasn't looking at where where and we'll get to the plan and the things that I'm doing now in quote-unquote recovery but um that's like one of them is like what was my part to play in here and so there's all these things kind of happening right like this attached avoidant this back and forth this you know in and out he could never choose me and although I have patience I have grace for things like that that does get taxing and it doesn't play on my self-worth but it plays with my safety and my you know our human needs or certainty but we don't want things to be so certain we want a little bit of uncertainty but it got to so much in the other realm of uncertainty that I don't know I stopped taking these big leaps and I started to live in my comfort zone which was very unlike me <laughs> I love to shake things up and you know strive for growth and have these wild visions like that is me and so looking at these things, like I felt this like itch in my soul, right? Like, and I felt it a few times. And the first time I prayed up to God, I was like, what is it? Like, what is this? Can you give me a sign? Something happened. And I don't want to really talk too much about that, but something happened within our dynamic and our relationship and things like that. And I just went, no, God, not that. And I, we work through it. We do all our things. Like he literally, like it was, like I said, a very conscious relationship and very safe in that aspect to uncover who we are and to really go on this journey together. And I said, no, God, not that. And we worked on it. And a few months go by and it's like four months and I am feel this itch again, right? Like I'm heading to go visit my family. We're supposed to go on this trip together, his flights get canceled in these ice storms and what have you. So I'm going by myself now. Four days turns into two weeks in Florida, whatever. Um, universe, you know, in the middle of our launch for Sacred Singlehood. Um, and so I shoot a prayer up to God 
Give me the death I need to rise to my fullest potential. And I just waited. And so finally he gets there. And we get into this tiff, right? Like the same conversations that always happen, right? Like, I don't feel seen. I feel like you're not two feet in. What's going on? Do you want to talk about it? Da, 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 this whole thing. Um, and comes fresh that he wants to end the relationship. And I was like, oh my goodness. God, not that. Not that. And so we tried to sort it out for like three weeks to navigate that. But it's... I feel like we're getting back together. I We have this, you know, plan to move to Florida, to do this stuff, to move in together, like this whole thing. And then I get a phone call and I can just feel it on the other end. And I'm like, is this a breakup phone call? He's like, yes. And my highest self did not come out, y'all. Because I didn't see that part coming. It felt so real. Like we were getting back together and we were sorting this out and we were going to go on this journey. And... God had other plans. And I learned once before, and if you don't believe in God, what have you, like interchange that with the universe, God's source had other plans. And I'm not in the business of interrupting the universe anymore. So I leaned back and I said, okay, so walk with me on this. And as all these things were happening, like the truth behind it and the belief behind it and all that kind of stuff, right, is none of this. Like I could sit in the space of meaning I am unworthy. I could sit in the space of this meaning I am unlovable. But none of that is true. I am so lovable. I am so worthy. I am so whole. I am so complete. And this is just an extension of me right and that's and that this just isn't right for right now this just isn't the thing that our puzzle pieces don't match and it doesn't need to be something that we get angry and bitter I'm gonna get to the point of anger but it doesn't mean we get lost in the narratives that we could right where we can sit and compound and be like, well, this is the same thing that happened in this relationship and this and this and that. We get in this very victim mentality. And I'd be lying if I said that didn't come out for a few days because after he had called, I didn't handle it so well. He had hung up and we never hang up on each other. That has never been a thing. And he did. I mean, let's, uh, we have hung up, but we call back or we text saying, hey, I need a minute to regulate and I'll be back once I'm regulated. But there was nothing. And so I assumed that was just, you know, attached avoidant, me being my dramatic little ass, being like, oh, (laughs) that's it. Like, maybe this is how it has to be. You know, we've been trying to navigate this for a while. Maybe this is just easier on both ends, this whole narrative. I'm not raging out. You know, it's easier to close things if we're angry. Four days go by and I'm on my way to go to actually a relationship seminar and I feel my phone ring in my pocket and I knew and I pick it up my, well, I don't, like pick it up out of my pocket and I look and I see his little face on my thing and I know and I ignored it and then I go into this seminar God universe source gives you the messages you need even if you don't want to hear them one of the quotes he had said was leave your relationship how you would leave your house you know, when you're moving out of your house, you paint it, you clean it up, you get it ready for sale, you buy new furniture, you make it beautiful, you do all the things. Leave your relationship like that. And I was like, okay, that's true. I love this man. I still do, you know, and I know that'll just be a pillar. We love people that we love. Um, and I have a core belief that if it's not this, it's something better, right? And so we leave that. I text him. I say, hey, not in town, but I will call you when I get back. Like, can we set up and have this conversation there? So we set that up. We go through our unconscious cup or (laughs) conscious coupling, (laughs) uncoupling, which I'll explain that in a second. But we go through this whole thing and leave it at that. 
because I want to leave my relationship how I would leave my house. Because past breakups, ones that were ripped out, ones that I ripped out, ones that we fought and something happened and we didn't close it, we didn't explain it, we didn't, we just went with the immaturity, responsive, triggered route, right? That's normal, that's common, and that carries with you, right? Like all the things left unsaid and all the stones left unturned and all these questions we compound in our brain and all this anger we hold from other things, whether it's from our parents, whether it's from our, you know, family dynamics, whether it's from friendships, like we hold it into every relationship we enter into if we don't do the work to release it and then it becomes so much weight in that arena and that's why I feel like breakups are so I mean breakups are traumatizing right like I get trauma is a big word for people but like it sets a tone in our body that our body now holds which sets a new calibration moving forward like that is what trauma is it's not these big events we only label it as such it is how our body responds to these events and so we can all feel a breakup we can all feel you know when we're dating someone new and it's like what if it doesn't work out and it's like but what if it does like what is this gloriousness that could be potentiality and are you still okay if it doesn't work out can you still love with your whole heart and Tony Robbins said when he was like talking about the six human needs and he talks about love and connection and a lot of times because we have experienced so many heartbreaks in our lifetime and so many different calibrations and so many different spectrums we usually just settle for the crumbs of connection I fucking refuse to do that. (laughs) I absolutely refuse to do that. And I've seen that happen. Like the whole reason Sacred Singlehood was born, right, was because it took me two and a half, three years to get over that toxic ex. It was like a total of encompassing codependency, detaching, cord entangling and cord cutting. Like this whole four and a half year spectrum of my life that really rocked me. And I was like, I'm not doing that again with that toxicity I'm really open to this portal of what are you showing me because I prayed for this right and you know we can say breakups come out of nowhere but there's patterns and we just had different expectations and because I had such high expectations for this one like I thought I would marry him I thought there is nothing we could get through even this kind of him not choosing thing right like I thought it's just he's a very he's an older man but he has a young soul And I feel like my community will understand that. And I'm a very old soul and I like the young souls, right? But I've also seen that that's my wounding because these older souls would mean they see these shadows in me and they invite this conversation that I don't know if I'm ready to hold yet. Like this like very like this like quote unquote woke man, you know, like I desire it and (laughs) like that makes me kind of clench. I'm not there yet. Um, And I, but that is the journey, right? Like that's where I'm going. And so how do like what can you do if you're going through this you're going through a breakup and maybe it's not in the like this is also like me being able to speak this way like I am high-fiving myself on it to be able to share it because it's like old Laura would be doing drugs old Laura would be drinking heavily old Laura would be blaming him or stalking on social media or bitching with her girlfriends or you know I did it all I did it all and my nervous system still wants to do some of that stuff. Like the other day I was just like sitting and I was like, I want to go get drunk. And it's like, what would that do? What would that do for you right now? You're going to wake up, you're going to feel horrible and it's not going to really solve anything. Not to say I did not go have a few cocktails, but (laughs) I know the outcome. I know it won't fix the problem. Whereas before I thought drinking or using drugs would actually help um, get rid of that empty, hollow feeling or being making more money or having these high achieving things like I literally built healing to happy 1.0 version because of a broken heart like I thought that would heal my heart and you know I had my highest sales I did the whole thing I remember sitting at the commons in Bangkok and closing the laptop and being like fuck that feeling is still there the health the wealth the happiness it is that didn't fix it because we only we hold that power right and it so if you're not, if you're like sitting here and you're like, yeah, I could, I, I, cause I was telling my friends about this. They're like, I would literally cringe doing an uncoupling ceremony. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> sometimes 
I get so annoyed with the maturity. Like, I want to be a child. I want to blame and kick and scream and all the things. And that's literally like, so the plan, you know, like the plan that you guys can use or whatever. I don't even know if it's a plan. But the points I have down here is like, be fucking angry. Be hurt. Scream. Like, I drove in my car for days, right? Like, I'd be on my way. (laughs) I'd go to Pilates or I'd go to these like, sculpt dance class I don't even know what they are but they're good for the soul I'd go shout out to uh shine studios here in Dallas but it's I'd go to these different classes and on my way I would just scream in my car get it all out crying like I if anyone looked in my window they were for sure like who like what is going on in that car right now but it felt so good to actually get that out of my body. I would do breath work where it felt like I couldn't even escape. Like it was just this whole like, oh my God, I need to stop. Like it's just so much. But allow yourself to feel that. You know, sometimes we get getting, you know, and that's why we have the masterclass that's going on right now. If you're watching, listening to this this week, we have a new masterclass. It's called Duality, Leading with a Healing Heart. Because you still have life to do, Right. That's why I would go and I'd release all these negative emotions, this anger, this resentment, this sadness, this confusion, this, you know, deceit. I felt so, like, I just felt like lied to and cheated. Like it was this whole thing. And then I would go and I'd dance and I would giggle. And I remember life still exists. And I remember what gives me life. Like I have this dopamine toolkit in my phone to remind me what gives me these hits of life. And I would just dive. I am diving into that. Like I'm in the midst of doing that so that I can still lead right? And so allow your emotions to flow through you like water without meaning they're good or they're bad. Just let them go, you know? And if you're not okay sharing that in community, like, can you allow yourself to actually express the full emotion of that? Maybe that's something you've never even done before, but like screaming, like big, like the only times that we're really allowed to scream, y'all, as like when someone we love dies or when we're giving child giving birth like that kind of scream we're only allowed two times when it's like that's such a sacred scream to release these emotions to allow them to come through to let them have no meaning except to be expressed because our body knows what our mind will try and create a narrative for but our body knows first and then our brain tries to correct creep up but if you fully feel this in your body and you just kind of get it out like it's just oh my god it's like silk to the nervous system let me fucking tell you and the other thing is finding community that can be supportive in your vulnerability right like I get it sitting around and bitching with your girlfriends and things like that but it's really powerful to be in spaces like my masterminds my like you know my mentors like people like that that there is this trauma-informed way of being and also be open with your friendships like there's two spaces to really lean into this is why I think group programs are so massive and masterminds and things like that but where can you openly let your heart be seen and there's a difference right like there's times in my life when I can reflect back and be like I'm just telling you my drama so you can pity me and victimize me and do these things but there's a difference in when someone asks you how you're feeling and you're like I am bleeding and I'm moving through it with trust I'm using this as a portal. Like, we don't have to always put rainbows on everything. Like, that is such toxic positivity, and I'm not fucking available for that. Where it's just like, and you can see this reflected where it's like, how do you feel when people come to you? And when you say, like, if they say anything over, like, how are you? And they're like, da 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 da, and this and that and this and that. Like, well, at least it's a sunny day out. And I heard that on the podcast the other day, and I was like, around grief on, um, oh what is her name it's a really good podcast I'm gonna pull it up right here but let's see before I lose my train of thought on what I'm doing oh it is called reimagining love with Dr. Alexandra Solomon um and that's something that they were talking about which is like we don't have to put rainbows over our grief right like we can openly be like I am just not fucking flying high today 
and leave it at that or if we want help like I was glued to my best friend's side for four days literally did not leave her side for four days I didn't come home because you get in these things and like when you go through a breakup and you finally leave your house and then you're afraid to go home because they're not there or you're alone with your thoughts or these kind of things and like if you have friends that get that like literally that's exactly what I was thinking on our way home she finally she came over I was in bed till one o'clock y'all like that was me in my hot mess never do that in my life I am a 6 a.m riser I was like we're just not doing life today she came over dropped her dog off we snuggled on the bed um and then she left ran errands came back was like I'm making you a coffee get in the shower let's go and so we went out and as we're driving over this like highway thing right like in my head I'm thinking how I don't want to go home and then she mentioned it she's like you know when I was going through my breakup like I never wanted to go home and like I realized I had and I was like I feel that right now I'm coming to your house (laughs) I'm having an adult sleepover at your house (laughs) like let yourself be held that was such that is such a struggle of mine to be held and to be witnessed in the pain you know, it's this notion of like, my pain makes me weak. Don't let, don't see it. But really like people can hold you in that and remind you of your power and sit with you in the grief. And eventually you get to this point where you're like, fuck this. I'm not giving up. Fuck this. Right. And so that's where like you start to take responsibility on your end of the street. You know, you're not playing the victim. You're not pointing fingers. You know, relationships at the end of the day take two people. Even in my relationships where there was cheating, where there was infidelity or lying or manipulate, like there was still me that played into that, that had some type of need that wasn't being met, that didn't feel like a safe place for them to come so that they couldn't have a conversation. Like my expectations put up these boundaries where they didn't feel safe, right? Like I take ownership over that. Where in this journey can you start to really take responsibility for you and your happiness and what you want to really learn from what the lessons you can learn from this chapter? And if we're only painting, pointing fingers and we're only, you know, victimizing, we're not going to learn the lessons. I was listening to a podcast the other day. Oh my God, guys, I listen to so many things lately. <laughs> But I was listening to this podcast the other day where it was like, you know, when you're pointing a finger and your hand's in that position, there's three fingers pointing back at you. So when you go through a breakup and you go through in any type of thing, like any type of thing in your life, like where can you take ownership over that? Where can you take, you know, I'm responsible for X, Y, Z. And you might not get that at first. Like I wanted to throw a tantrum for the first few days. It's like, it's all his fault. He's so detached. He can't even see that. Da, 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 da. Like, because his desires are just at surface level. And so to me, I'm like, how how can you bypass love for something so fucking surface level? Um, and that's his, that's his journey, right? And I'm responsible for how I respond to things and how I react and why I pick men like this and things like that. And this is where you then move into seek to unlearn those habits those toxic repeated patterns like I said before in this episode like I have this pattern although my past he's a gorgeous man like I love him so much I have said that so many times he's a good soul he's just a young soul right and I have a tendency of and this is what we talked about in the uncoupling because there's this thing yo every boyfriend I've ever like every serious boyfriend I've ever had has written me a love note a year later saying how sorry they were and how they weren't ready for the relationship and I talked about that with him and he's like that'll probably be me <laughs> I was like and he was like but you should really look at like why is that your pattern and I was like oh, yeah and that's something I'm uncovering currently is to like I desire this deep woke masculine to come in to treat me like a queen I can treat him like my king like I'm so about that life and like create this empire and do these bold things together and travel and witness and create and connect and build communities and have impact like I am so fucking about that and yet (laughs) whenever I meet someone like that I shrink down to my 16 year old self I'm like I don't belong here like it's just this it's that's my little shadow right and that's what I'm learning so I'm seeking to unlearn that habit 
I'm asking myself what portal has this open so that I can release this repeated behavior, so I can release this toxic behavior, even though I don't really like the word toxic because it wouldn't necessarily be well, it is because it's limiting me from my future. So what is that for you, right? Like what is the habit that you want to unlearn from this season of life without, you know, victimizing yourself, without pointing a finger at the other person or things like that? It's like, what is my habit that I was here in? You know, like I said, I lost my wild self. The like, I don't know what comes on me, y'all, but like when I'm in like my hippie version self on a beach and it might be because spring is coming and I feel her coming alive and the winter is, is not my vibe, but like that part of me was gone. And it's like, I want to bring that alive. I want to play. I want to learn. I want to run barefoot. I want to do these, you know, psychedelics and just like go on this journey. Like I'm so here for it. And like, I also lost that. Like, that's another thing, like not bringing my full self to the fucking table. And then a big one. Don't rush it. And I feel you because right when this happened, I downloaded Bumble for a good five minutes and just made sure the other species of like men still exist in the world. <laughs> I just want to make sure they still live here. And all I did was edit my profile. Like I didn't even swipe. I just like went through. Well, I swiped like three people and I was like, all from Florida. I can't like, okay, universe, I get it. I'm supposed to move there, but I'm not ready yet. Um, but I did this, like, uh, I just edited my profile and deleted it. And then I was like, I'm not looking to escape this feeling right now. Because if I escape this feeling right now, the next person I go into date, I'm just going to unflood all these wounds onto them. You know, I'm lonely. Yes. Would it be easy to go get someone and have a few little cheeky little dates and like have someone t blowing up my phone and doing like I even have people that have been hitting me up and it's like hey you want to go do this I heard you were saying like things like that but I'm like yeah my ego loves it she does but no like I want to honor myself so much in this process and I got asked the other day on an interview like how much time would you give it after a breakup? And there's science around it. And there's like, give it one month for every year. Da, 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 like, whatever. I think you know. And the way I explain this, right, is when you can go on a date and you know it's just an extension of you, when you go on a date and you're okay if that didn't work out, but if you're so hyper vigilant on like, he's got to call me back. He's got to validate my existence. I need to feel like I belong. I need to feel like I'm worthy. Oh my God, he's not texting me back. Oh my God, what's he thinking? Oh my God, he probably, oh my God, he texted me. Like all the things we feel in new dating, I get you and being okay if it doesn't work out. Like if I get it, you go in with the full intention of like, yes, this is my person. This is why I'm dating like that. I mean, that's when I'm going to be entering, right? When I enter the dating pool, it's like, I'm doing this for my person. But not because I think my person is going to give me this love and this validation and these things and heal this lonely feeling that I'm currently feeling because of this breakup. But I'm going to be choosing this person because I choose that person. It has nothing to do with my loneliness or my sense of worth or my sense of belonging. I am good in that spectrum. And when I can get to the point of I'm only dating because this person is an extension of me again, like I did with my past partner, like then I'll be good. Because if we don't do that, we just keep carrying these traumas with us. And we wonder why, you know, we dated the guy for three months and yet we're curled up on the floor thinking like, oh my God, and these whole kind of things that happen when it's like you're allowed your pain and if you deal with one pain in the present moment, you only have that one pain, right? And so if you're in the middle of a heartbreak and it feels like the earth is just ripping you apart and things like that, it's like, Use that as a portal to heal all of that right now. You know, deep, dive deep into that. And if you want sacred singlehood, if you want mentorship and you want master, like I have so many things available for that, you know, like you do not have to do that alone. And oftentimes we do this in our, you know, closet. <laughs> We're like, I don't want people to know I'm still struggling over my ex. And I don't want people to know da, 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 da. it's like, you're safe to explore that. And the sooner you explore that and release it from your nervous system and get your body into calibration, like when things happen, because even if it's not a romantic partner not working out, we will experience heartbreak over and over and over again in our life. Whether it's our children, our homes, our finances, our business, our things, we will experience it. It's like, who are you in those moments, right? And so we sit in that time and we process it. 
and I understand the rush. Like I was literally talking to my best friend and I was like, but I want this, like, like I want a kid and I want these years of like playing with my partner before I have a kid and I want this, 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 this. That's expectations, you know, and God, universe source doesn't work on your timeline. He will give you what you want, but it is not how he or she, like they will give you what you want, but it's not going to be how you thought it was going to be. That's how they work. That's why it's mixed. That's why even now I held so much faith because I prayed for this and I thought it would be something else. And I, you know, it's, it's trusting that it's honoring that it's knowing that you're okay. You're safe. And it's never going to be how you had planned. But are you, are you able to hold that? Are you able to take the time to process that? Are you able to, to sit in the uncertainty and the in-between and the uncomfortable and to be like, okay, like I use, I'm using this as a portal of activation for my future self, for this new version of me, for this evolution and growth over a lifetime, for this mountain without a peak. Like you're safe in the in-between. And I will say that a thousand times over to you. You are safe in the in-between you can hold duality of your heart breaking and leading but don't let your leading yourself mask that right because no person no thing no amount of money no career growth no love no external things like how many times i thought i was gonna go buy a puppy after this like none of that is gonna give the love that we truly need and the space that we need to heal it so whatever that looks like to you It's going to be so different than how that looks like to your best friend or to me or to anyone else. But it's really being honest with yourself of what would it mean to give myself, what if this portal in my life, as irritating, as frustrating, as heartbreaking as it is, if this portal was released, like if this was my invitation, how how do I want to tell this story in hindsight? I love that quote. How do I want to tell this story in hindsight? That's why I'm starting the podcast during this time so I can look at the way I'm telling the story. This is why I'm running duality to help people turn their grief into gold. Like it is, it's one of these things where it's like we get to use these portals of activation to remind ourselves of our strength and to learn something of ourselves, to tell the narrative of who you became in this space, right? And so keeping your heart open, keeping your heart present, doing the things that you love, doing the things that remind you of your strength, like working on these things. It's magic. And then when you finally get to a space in that in-between, forgive. Forgive yourself. Forgive the future version of yourself. Forgive the person. Forgive the places, the circumstances. Like that is the foundation of you know, the conscious uncoupling, which is what we did, where it's like, we're two different puzzle pieces that aren't fitting, right? And that doesn't make either one of us bad. It just means it didn't work. And we gave it our whole, our whole try. At least I can say that for myself. He can, I told him I want to interview him on a podcast and he was like, I'm just gonna, no, I'm not here for that. But I think maybe one day, Maybe one day. I think it'd be interesting to hear breakups. Um, definitely too soon though. But um, conscious uncoupling, right? So what we go through, what we went through is, and I've done this with every ex. I've just never done it with the ex, right? Like I've written letters answering these questions. I've gone through the process. I've, I mean, like I said, I've usually gotten like emails from people that I've dated like a year later going through this whole I take responsibility for my end of the street da, 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 wish you the best things like that um which is such an interesting vibration to have in this world um but so this time again I heard this a long time ago um on create the love mark groves about conscious uncoupling and things like that and so you go through like what are like what do you most appreciate from this relationship what do you really like appreciate and then we went through like what's your favorite memories and y'all this took us four hours four hours because there's so much love (laughs) that can go into this 
when it's a good, healthy relationship, right? Like, this is why it's harder. Like, I did this with a domestically violent boyfriend, but just, like, I wrote the letter and, like, gave it to my therapist Um, because in those situations, that wouldn't be safe. Like, there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of resentment. There's a lot of things. But because our relationship was very healthy and it was a portal of activation and, you know, evolution and things, like, we did this together. So I feel you if, like, sometimes it's like, yeah, but, Laura, like, what if a relationship wasn't like that? It's like, one, use that as your, like, lesson to unlearn. Like, why are you drawing that stuff in? And you can still sit and do this in a journal, you know. I do this with my mom, right? Like, she passed away when I was 22. But there's a lot of anger and stuff still there. Yeah, I have a medium session coming up next week. I'm going to do an episode. I'm very excited because I'm going to talk to her, hopefully, if she comes through. But, like, there's a lot of stuff there, right? So I'll just like journal and write things out and then I just burn it and like let it go and I release it from my body and like however that works for you again, you could scream, you could dance, you could express it, but like getting it out of your body because if you store it, it compounds like anger and fear and all the kind of things that we're trying to avoid from doing this of making it real and you know taking responsibility like all these kind of things that we're holding in it'll just compound into our nervous system and this is how like we get these triggers and these states of different attachment styles and codependency and all that kind of stuff that we carry with into new relationships um so figuring out a way to release it so we go through so what we appreciate what our favorite memories and then like the hardest one like what do you hope for the for them in their next chapter one's hard and you might not be able to like think of good things like I can't tell you how many times he was like I don't want to do this right now (laughs) just sobbing sobbing and he's like I don't want to (gasps) um but yeah just going through that and at the end closing it you know just (sighs) burning something cleansing something getting in a tub like watching the water flow out feeling like it's cleansing from your soul like whatever that is but allowing yourself to let that chapter rest and one time my therapist said to me she's like sometimes books don't get their last chapter sometimes it just gets ripped out and that's true but you always get to write your own chapter you always get to write what you want sorry you always get to have the story end how you want to who do you want to become in this chapter who do you want to allow yourself to unfold and uncover and discover and carry like the next relationship you enter whether that's what you're seeking whether that's with another person or by yourself but like that never next evolution like who is that what are they doing how do they act like I said for me I'll give you the person I'm looking for this like man that makes me feel like a woman like it's this like king queen like conscious conversations playful fun travel you know exploring what the depths of our brains can do like these kind of things are what I'm looking for in the next relationship and then you have to sit there and be like and then who would that person be looking for right like who who would that be who do I have to be for that to be a match and how can I start living within that now because that means I will have to release the things that are holding me back right now I will have to release the things those you know patternings that I was safe in my nervous system and this drama and this energy that was calling in and all that kind of stuff like that's that's the work right are you getting all this like is this is this landing for you guys I just want to give like an open conversation I'm surprised I made it through this with a dry face but that's because I feel like I'm more so talking in what's working and things like that but you know the conflict that continues to experience along the way is it's fucking hard some days like weekends yo we used to have sacred Sundays and Sundays are so hard and like I have to show up for work and I have to do these things and my brain just doesn't want to work on those days and I let her I let her be sad I let her lay in her bed and want to be a freaking burrito an emotional burrito and 
being in that space of comfort and loving that part of yourself is so very important because you can be meaner being like, why aren't you up? Why aren't you doing the things? Da, 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 da. But that's just going to carry that over. And it's like you are in this portal of activation that you, how many times can I fucking say portal of activation in this podcast? But you're in this space that is an invitation to love yourself so deeply, to explore what that means, to explore what your heart truly is and what she needs to focus on and all that kind of stuff. So focusing on dealing with this moment and what's coming up for you. So if it is emotions from the past, like this, this breakup is inviting me to conversations of unhealed wounds I had with my family dynamics. Like I'm allowing that to be the conversation as well. And I'm not doing this whole like, well, this happened in this relationship. This happened. This must mean because this has happened so many times, this must mean I'm unlovable. And this is, it's like, I'm sitting here and seeing I'm witnessing the pieces that fell on the floor before I'm looking at fixing them. And once I can witness them in their entirety, then I'm like, okay, which habits am I looking to unlearn right now? What, what can I use to propel me? Where was I not showing up fully, right? Like I wasn't taking the leap and shifting my business into what I knew I wanted it to be, which whoop, whoop, turning trauma into treasures and helping women create businesses off of that. Like I'm so stoked for this evolution, y'all. And like, allowing that to be my expression allowing this podcast to be the expression remind like find little nuggets that remind you of your power right and like don't put the pieces back the same way they were use it to create this new wisdom this new portal this new story where you get to be this wild woman this whole version this business owner this creator this leader this heart-centered woman that like dealt with her heartbreak and learned how to lead with it like there are so many opportunities when we go through this sacred in between there is so much growth if we so seek it the quantum crumble is also the quantum leap it's how it works and so that's where i'm at y'all that's where I'm at. Proud of where I am, terrified at the same time, full, yet empty on other days. Like it is this duality of I'm fucking terrified. I'm terrified to, that my vision isn't, you know, that's the thing, right? You have your future vision and all of a sudden it's ripped away. And you're like, what is the future? But when you hold such truth for yourself and you know yourself like, oh, like I've been through things and I've gotten out the other side, like let's just see how that would work if I held that vision. What does tomorrow look like? Perfect. That's where I'm at. Like I don't thinking about like, where am I going to live? This whole thing, like what's happening in 12 months? How are we going to like buy this property? Like I can't think that far ahead. I can't. I can just think about this month, this week this podcast and from there the healing occurs from there the vision will come to life from there the pieces start to make sense and I get it it's hard because I was doing this whole worst case scenario thing for like the first two weeks of like oh my god this is this okay I can go live here I can go do this I can do this like all worst case scenario things and it got to the point that it was just like actually fuck all of that I'm at the rock bottom moment and I'm saying no like I'm seeing I would be okay and like that's perfectly fine, but like I choose no. Thank you. Now we rise. Now we take a step. Now we use this as an activation portal. <laughs> One more time. Now we use this as the slingshot <laughs> to do something magical, to be honest with y'all, to share my heart more, to walk with the journey with you so much more openly. Like there is so much that we can learn together, right? And so if this move you, moves you, if this inspires you, if this is like, oh my God, let me know. I love to know like when these things are deeper, like me sharing my heart a little bit more kind of makes me nervous, but just kind of sharing that and hearing your reflections, hearing what you guys think, sharing this with people you care about, sharing this on your stories and tagging me. Like I absolutely have been fucking loving seeing you guys, but yeah. And if you're looking to do this in a sacred way to learn these steps to regulate your nervous system, we have sacred singlehood currently going on. That is a perfect place to tap into. I have three spaces available for my one-on-one six-month mentorship, which is by application only. 
And then we have a new mastermind coming out called Unbreakably Bold that is for visionary leaders that are looking to pivot their business or turn their grief into gold so they can show up authentically and really start to create these businesses that are so aligned with their evolution and their purpose. And so that's going to be a three-month journey um, mastermind. So you get all the, all the support. So any and all of these things are available to you. I'm going to put some links for application processes for programs in this show notes. So go check that out. And then if you have a few moments to rate and review and share, that's how we get things out there, y'all. But I love you so much. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you.